United in crisis, no real manager, no real leadership, no real direction. Jose is dropped, but hasn't landed yet. Days and days, weeks and weeks of cries have rung out for Jose to go. He's finally gone. But the style and the result were down to his downfall. Probably a lack of application as well, and an absence of sense of duty from the players on the pitch. Some may claim it to be self-inflicted. Some may say it was down to him being backed poorly. Who knows? But either way, the way of Jose is over. The questions we are now facing is who will be the next real manager? What is the long-term plan for the club? And will, will the fans be truly informed? Joining me for today's On and Off The Pitch podcast is the one and only Jessica, CEO from Premier Language Canada. How are you, Jessica? I'm very well, thank you. And I normally say, um, hailing from the far side of planet Earth, but you are UK side. I am indeed in the grey, wet UK. <laughs> don't, don't hate the weather. Don't hate the weather, just embrace it. You know, it has to be slightly warmer than Canada. So, you know, it's almost like tropical weather for you. It is, I'm boiling hot. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, um, let's jump straight into it. Uh, the end of Jose, um, the, 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 the end of the, the, the divisions between fans, uh, the unhappiness, the, the end of a style of play. Uh, what did you think of Jose going? Are you upset or are you happy? I feel that it was probably not the right time for him to go. I think that um, I just think the whole club's a mess and I think the mess will continue regardless of Ole coming in. I think I think I, I don't see the Woodward and the board being able to turn the ship around that fast that there's going to be some sort of dramatic change that some people are saying while others are not. And I, I seem to see that there's still quite the divide that some people are very mad that it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, <laughs> people are happy, but the divide continues. The, the divide continues in, 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 in a fan base around the, the title or label of United. It's really strange that strange. Uh, the, the group that follows this club uh, cannot agree or, or, or seem to be on many different levels, have different views at different points in time on the manager, the style of play, the direction of the club. Um, who should be in charge, what is the level of expectation, realistic expectation, all of it seems to be um, divisive and fans are coming at it from totally different points of view, obviously. Uh, and it, and even though, you know, I've titled this United in Crisis and people will say, obviously, with the arrival or the, 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 the announcement that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the caretaker manager, this club is still in crisis. 100%. This club is in. I, I tweeted that the, the, the board actually took the decision to blow out the candles in a poorly lit room and then ask, where is the light switch? Because they, they've had no plan B, no plan C, no plan D. If they believe that the bulk of United fans see this appointment as planned. It is a knee jerk. It is a last ditch. It is actually what you call a scratch card kind of reaction. I'm going to use my last pound and hope and wish that this is going to work because what we chose before repeatedly hasn't worked. So this is the last ditch to appease the fans. And if it does, um, We've won and we've moved ourselves away from what would be a very dangerous period in the club's history. Um, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm bewildered. I can't even get the words. I'm bewildered at the way that this club has been run. And, and don't get me wrong. I can understand that in um, any kind of news that comes out of the club, um, on social media or from the, the club's own Twitter account, whether it's been discussed on radio or in the newspapers, that any little bit of information will be chewed over, will be twisted, will be turned inside out and, and used in a particular way. For me, it doesn't change who's in at the moment. The club is still in crisis for the simple reason we were, we were brought to this point 
because of the dismal display and performance and the result against Liverpool. And since that time, the team have not played another game. And that's where it's at. And for me, that's where it's, it, it, it will end. You know, it doesn't matter who the manager is. Bottom line, people will say, oh, you know, the manager sets the tone and he influences. These guys are professional football players being paid thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds a week to perform in front of the fans that buy the kit, chant their name and, and give them adulation. And for months that hasn't happened. Those players haven't performed. They've, they've, they've literally stolen a living. People say that Jose stolen a living. Yeah. At least he had the good grace to live in a hotel, not buy a house with the money and, and, and not waste too much of Manchester United's money. Some of these players are literally stealing a living and turning up the next day as if nothing has happened. So the club is still in crisis mode, regardless of um, Ole being there. I think, you know, I wish him all the best, but I question the appointment as him as a manager. You know, there is no doubt that he is a legend in the club's history scoring a, a, a remarkable goal to, to, to bring major silverware to the club. But his managerial acumen, his, his, his success as a manager is questionable. And I actually tweeted today, if he was not a Manchester United legend, a former player, would everyone be happy about this appointment? No. And I, and I think there's a lot of people that are not in, not happy. And I also feel that in my the way I see it is that they're trying to shut everybody up. They're trying to deflect from from the fact that the club is a complete disaster from top to bottom. They're trying to deflect the fact that Woodward's garbage. They're trying to deflect the fact that we don't have a system with it. You know, you have to look at Arsenal, Arsenal and how they they went about things when Wango went. And they did it the right way. They set everything up. They restructured. They set everything up to ensure that when the new person came in, they they could be success, right? Yeah. They were an understanding, and they could be a success. And and uh, I think United are just. It's like you know, and the, the ship's sinking, and you go, okay. As many people get on the, let's not let's not jump yet because, yeah, we can just we can we okay. Let's try patching it. Okay, that's not going to work. Now what? And it's kind of like that to me. And I just feel that, you know, I love, obviously, who doesn't love Skolsha? He's He is a legend. But um, I think, it, you know, and you could say that Mike Feeling coming in will, will, will steady some of it. But, I mean, the bottom line is we still have the same players. Look at how Popper behaved that Carrick lost his mind. I'm sorry, but that's not going away. That behavior is not going away. And if that's the core behavior of this person that's supposed to be so amazing, then and that behavior effect obviously affects other people within the dressing room, how are you going to change that? Are you going to turn around to Paul Popper and say, you know what, sit down, that's it? What's well, he going to do next? You know, what if he is sat? What if Scholarship comes in and sits in because of his attitude? Then what? It's like it's going to blow up fast, isn't it? Well, I mean, there are, I mean, just looking on Twitter today and yesterday, there are um, the reaction that people had towards Pogba's tweet. Some are saying it was automated. Some are saying he had no control over it. Um, when anything bad happens regarding Paul Pogba, whether it's his agent, whether it's the advertising company around him, everyone just says, oh, you know what? He, not, he, he has no control. He doesn't have anything to say. It's not down to him. It's the people around him. Well, these people around him, because they know that they can make money off of him. And therefore, whenever they do anything, they will run things by him. And the advert, him. the advert had him in it. It wasn't as if it was a still image. No. You know, it was a video of him. So if they could say it was just a picture of him and they said, oh, you know, they used an image and I didn't know anything about it, but he tweeted it. And what it, it demonstrated oh, yeah. to me was that he was, he's immature. Yeah, he is immature. And what about him? I mean, you can't, this thing that happened at the training ground, are you going to say that's his people too? And I mean, you can totally see him doing it and Carrick losing his mind because Carrick's not that kind of person. Like if you're going to go to the training room, to the training ground and go, hey, perfect, look what I did. I got rid of him. Uh, you know, and Carrick turns around and says, hey, you, you're not bigger than the club. You better watch it. Is well, that whose responsibility is that now? Not Popper? That is his people? Like, come on already. You know something? I have to be honest. I haven't even seen that on, yeah. on, on, on social media. I've seen mention of it and I haven't seen it. So I can't actually comment on it accurately. 
But what I will say is this, is that um, it, 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 that whole scenario that which is meant to have taken place begs a question about a number of things. One on Carrick, why have the board bypassed Carrick and not promoted Carrick as assistant manager for the rest of the year and then brought someone back in like Mike Phelan to assist him? Do they not trust Michael Carrick even though Jose promoted him to being part of his, assist, his, his backroom staff? Two, what, what is the long-term plan with regards to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? This whole thing about him being on loan from his club on mould and if he's successful, that you know, he might stay on longer. That's not long-term thinking. That's like lucky dip thinking. There's no... Manchester United are a club that really should say, we're not going to headhunt anyone. You want this job, you will put forward a portfolio to tell us you can do the job. And from that, we will interview you. We're not going to advertise. You know the job's vacant. Isn't that you know pretty well what vacant. happened at Arsenal? They put out a thing and the people came and pitched it. Yeah, but that's what you're expected to do, Man Manchester United are a global club. You don't go out there and put a post-it note in your local shop hoping that someone goes pipe by while they're walking a dog and buying a pet. You don't do things like that. And that's the approach that Manchester United have taken. They've gone to Norway. Who watches Norwegian football? I don't. No. Do you know anyone that watches? I don't even know where they screen it. I didn't even yeah. know the team the team name. I was like, who? You know, someone talking to me on Twitter saying, oh, but he's done this and that. I'm like, I have no idea. And he I has just... been successful in Norway, but it's Norway. And we know that come, even coming from Europe to, to the UK sometimes is a big trend, like from France or, you know, from one of the top teams. And now you're coming from a Tinsi Wincy League to here and having to deal with the likes of Popper and Martial and all the hoo-ha that goes on within the club. And that's not easy. No, it, it's not easy. And I, don't, and I don't for one minute question Solskjaer's attitude to the club. I don't for one minute question his professionalism. I just think that sometimes, you know, that, that you can wish for a job that's too big for you. And they've gone along, they've actually gone to find him and said, we need you to do us a favour. You know, they haven't actually gone and got the best candidate for the job. They haven't looked internally and thought, right, how are we going to fix this internally? They must have recognised that the players are not listening to Carrick, so they've bypassed him. Yeah. That's what it tells me. It tells me that even though Carrick has been promoted from the play, from the changing room to the, the the first team coach, that they are not listening to him. So they have literally bypassed him. They've brought back in a, a former legend of the club. And which and what makes it even more ironic for me that Mike Phelan was an assistant to Sir Alex Ferguson. You know, when Sir Alex was there, he was one of the he was on the bench with him. That that, that they're actually bringing him back. I'm not saying I've got anything against Mike Phelan, but it kind of goes way back to when Moyes joined and he wiped out all of the backroom staff and said, I'm bringing in my own people. This is what Woodward has actually acknowledged, that what was there before worked. What was there before was essential to the success of Manchester United as a club and the way they looked at footballers for footballing reasons, not a brand, not something that you could throw in your shot window on goal, Here's the latest model. Why don't you buy what the latest model is wearing? Manchester United is a football club first and foremost, and they haven't run it as a football club like in that manner for a long, long time. And they're in a mess. They're in an absolute mess. And you know, Gary Neville. On uh, I listened to he did an interview. I think on I don't know which which sports thing, um, and he said that. Got a sculpture is fine. I mean, you know, he's fine as an interim and stuff. He said, but Manchester, and they asked him, do you want the job? And he said, no, because I'm not the world's best. Manchester United needs to go out and they need to recruit the very best of the very best. This is a top class team. It needs someone with experience. It needs someone who can understand what's going on. It needs someone that can come in and really do the job. And the same goes for the director of football if they bring it. And, they, and he talked about restructuring the club and all that. But like he said, you need the best of the, the very best of the best. And Scotia coming in, it's great. Fans love him. You know, if you're going to do it as an interim, fine, whatever, right? Um, but but not as a he didn't he said he didn't say that Scotia should say that permanently. He 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 said they should they should take the time now to look for the best. They should take the time now to restructure the club. And I would be I think he's spot on.
it's it do you know something for me i'm i'm you will know that i've liked jose and i still like jose you know i like him i like him i liked him as a as a, as a person people use that wherever he's gone he's been um toxic and he's turned and he's damaged players and uh yeah wherever he's gone he's won something as well so let's be clear about that you know as much as you say that he's been toxic he's wherever he's gone he's won something unlike when man united took on David Moyes, he has consistently not won anything. So they took a gamble there with a manager that didn't win anything and he's gone on to not win anything. And I am confident that Jose, not only will he bounce back from this, but he will be back at Old Trafford with another team in the Champions League. And that team will literally do a number on Manchester United. And I'll say the reason why, and it will, and it will be within the next 18 months. Yeah, I agree. The players that are there cannot be sold. No. And people will think, what are you talking about? Ed Woodward does not want to sell players or does he, he does not want players to leave on a free. Players like Smalling, who could have been told, thank you and goodbye. He's given them a contract because he believes that someone's going to come along and offer these players um, a deal elsewhere and he will want to sell these players. The, 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 the difficulty with that is that clubs will ask, how much are you paid a week? And they'll say 150, 170, and they'll, they'll say, thanks, but no thanks. We can get a younger, cheaper, better footballer 10 miles down the road. And off they go. And that's why Manchester United have the likes of Smalling and Jones and Young and Fellaini, because no one else comes in for them. And Woodward, and Woodward alone, was the one that actually gave these guys contract extensions. When Fellaini was at the door, he could have turned around and said to Jose, we're not taking on any more 31-year-olds. I want you to bring through Pereira. This is what the hierarchy want. Get rid of him. He would have said thank you to Fellaini and goodbye. Herrera wouldn't have spent the bulk of the season on the bench. They would have kept Swansebi. Fosu Mensah would have been at the club, but they didn't. They, they, they actually cannot look anyone in the eye and say, these players, we've got to get something for them. We've got to get something for them. And they don't have a cutthroat attitude like Manchester City, who deal with players like Mangala and, and Zabaleta and say, thank you and good night. Yeah. We, we're upgrading you and we're not even going to waste time dwelling on it. You can leave. The same with Joel Hart. They say goodbye and they move on. Just like Liverpool did with Carrius. You make a mistake in a big name game, we're going to move on. We don't hold on to players. We, we know that we've got um, development and we need to Im improve in certain areas, and we do that. The hierarchy at the club, and it doesn't matter which manager that we've had since Sir Alex Ferguson has left, has had the same issue. Their hands have been tied. Players have been bought that they actually didn't necessarily want, and they were bought for commercial reasons. They were bought for commercial reasons. And this is why I think Man United are in crisis. And uh, again, I've got nothing against Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think he's a fantastic guy, legend, total legend as a footballer. But going to Manchester United as a manager is a totally different thing. Giggs found that out. Yeah, yeah. You know, Alan Shearer found that out when he, and he managed those few games for Newcastle United. If you don't get backed from the people above, you're basically jumping off the side of a boat with your hands tied behind your back. And, and, Neville, and Neville said that himself. He said when he was in Valencia, he said, you know, I didn't know the team. They didn't know me. Nobody knew. Like it was, it was, it was, it, it was a shit show really. Um, and he said, you know, if, and he said, we've had three managers, three managers have left, three managers have said exactly the same thing and not supported by the board. He said, whoever goes in there, you can't have that. He said, you, you cannot have that. Whoever comes in has to be strong, has to have some sort of agreement that is kept to that says this, 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 and that. But that you're right. How? Who is going to buy Phil Jones? Who? Uh, well, you wouldn't get. You wouldn't sell him. But but who you, would you want can, him, Rodney? No one's going to buy him. He, no you one. wouldn't want him in your pub team. Well, he may be in the pub team, yeah, but not not, not in the really. professional. Well, he might get injured in the first twenty-five minutes, but you, you, you know, in an on goal, one of the two. No, he wouldn't be that far forward. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's, I just don't think anything, I don't see the problem. I think there's a huge problem with the players. And I think that as long as we have those players, 
and nothing will change. Oh, the board's now the biggest thing is, oh, the board's going to give Skullshare all this money. And the, oh, don't get me started on that. Don't get, don't get me started on that. I, I see in the back page of the mirror today that um, Solskjaer will be given up to 50 million. Yeah. 50 million. Uh, looking at players coming in. Now, anyone who knows anything, if you're a lonely manager, one, you've not been doing any scouting. Who are you taking your brief from? How do you know the weakness of the club that you're taking? Everyone will say, oh, but he's a, he's a Manchester United legend. He'll, he'll be interested in the club's fortunes. He's been managing elsewhere. Managing a club is a full-time job. He may have read snippets in the news, but he's a manager. And therefore, he would have been focused on his club, on his players and the scouts for his team. So if he's arriving at Old Trafford now and there's talk about players coming in in January, you can bet your bottom dollar it's got nothing to do with him. No. It'll be Woodward and whoever else Woodward talks to. because And that's the situation that has been and there been, for Jose. It's been the situation for years now, right? I don't think Jose had much to do with anything, really, apart from probably Fellaini that he wanted to keep. But I think you and I have had this conversation about why he, he wanted to keep him, because he knew that no, he wasn't going to get anyone that would even try, right? At least Fellaini tries. And let's face it, he's probably been one of the better players this season. Yeah. He has. He has. Let's be honest. He's he scored the winning goal to take Man United through to the next round of the Champions League. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you cannot rub that out of Manchester United history. It's yeah. there. People will read about it. People can go back and watch the game. He scored the goal. That's it. And I just, yeah. I just feel that that the I don't, I think even so, you bring in Pochettino. He's used to not spending money, but look at the team he has. <laughs> no, um, do you know what? I don't even want to mention the Pochettino name. I don't want to mention his name right now because I have. Um, as the, obviously you know that my brother's um, yeah. been on the <laughs> the podcast before. As a Spurs fan, he's told me quite categorically: the Spurs fan will hire a sniper <laughs> to deal with Pochettino before he even thinks <laughs> about joining Manchester United. They are not stupid, and if the fans are thinking that, Daniel Levy will know that if he does anything to upset that fan base, considering the year they've had spending their time at Wembley, he knows that he will be run out of town with his tail tied between his legs. He knows this. So there is all this talk from the media about how Potticino will be the next manager and apparently he likes the job. No one knows. No one knows. And, and, and the Manchester United hierarchy aren't brave enough to go and approach him because one, they didn't want to spend money on a, a 31-year-old um, defender because they didn't want to. They could have just said, we'll buy him out, right? They didn't want to. And, and again, I'll, I'll go back to the summer when Spurs didn't buy anyone and the only person they signed up was Harry Kane and Pochettino on a long-term contract. Weeks before, Manchester United give uh, Jose Mourinho an extension to his contract. If they knew they weren't going to back him in the summer, they should have said, we're letting you go. They should have made a bold bid for Pochettino then at the beginning of the summer and let it rest. But they have let this situation rise and bubble and grow into a mess, which the fans have, have, have actually bore the brunt of because the fans go and watch and spend their time and get up and, and, and spend the money to get to the games and get to the, the stadium to watch them play. And at sometimes they played really, really poorly. It, it, they're, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. And I don't even believe it's, it's about uh, the manager telling them to be like they are as a Jekyll and Hyde. They are a Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, there's no consistency from any of the players there. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's for me a joke that we are actually in this position. But at the same time, football, there's no God given right to win any game. And players have to go out and earn it. I've watched. Many games this week. Uh, watching, I watched the North, North London derby uh, yesterday. Wholehearted display from two teams that tried to win the game, you know, and 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 play good football as well. Manchester United haven't had good football for quite some time, and I'm not just talking about um, Mourinho. And for those that talk about it's the worst time ever, th those individuals must have forgotten yeah. what it was like to actually. Um, 
watch the games and while LVG uh, was the manager. And as I speak to you, I'm looking at my phone. Um, DJ Fraggles is calling me. I can imagine what he's calling me for, being a Liverpool fan. I can't <laughs> take that kind of ribbon right now. No way. I'm gonna I'm gonna message him later. And, and he's, he's probably thinking, where are you? Where are you? And that's the, that's another thing I was reading on one of my Facebook. Somebody put a post about um, all you people. There were two things that Sherrod that I thought was interesting. First of all, Jose has a better winning average than Cop, Klopp or Pochettino, currently with Manchester United, has one more with Manchester United, and he's gone, right? That's one thing. And number two is that they they were talking, about, you know, and they talk about Marshall can only play in this position and Popper and this and that. And somebody said, can you imagine those days that you used to watch with Brian Robson and uh, Mark Hughes and all those players where we were winning nothing, man? <laughs> nothing. Yeah. It was dismal. There was all kinds of problems with managers and 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 stuff. But did did they did they down arms? Did they down tools? Did they not play? Did they not show commitment? Show passion? I don't remember seeing that ever. You know. And no. then you have this team where they're getting so. And those days, those players didn't get money like that, like these guys are getting now. And and you see these guys, they're sport run brats. Spot on brats, and they—it's wrong, and it's—it's it's, to me. I would. There's a lot of lot of um, support for a certain individual to be got rid of mm. uh, on a lot of the channels. I, a lot of the Facebook stuff I, I'm part of because it's a little bit more balanced than some other uh, more sensationalist channels. <laughs> um, you know what? A more, that... a more steady. Let's say it's a more steady, a more um balanced view of Manchester United instead of getting roped up in the emotions of oh look at Fergie and now look at us well you know this is a team this team's been around a long time yeah we had the good even under Fergie we had some pretty nice listen even under Ferguson there were some bad performances let's just be clear let's just be very clear I I watched the highlights of the 99 uh, scholarship the finals yeah bad game that game was terrible Terrible game. I couldn't believe it. Bayern Munich was literally slapping Man United all over the place yeah. like a, a small toy. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's let, I just, you know the, the, the win is great, but the performance before that win. And the players that we had, Rodney. Yeah, but listen, it was poor. It was poor. I told you, I told, I couldn't believe my eyes yesterday when I was watching it. Let's not, you know something, statistics are a strange thing. They can make you happy or they can make you sad. You know, they can make you happy. And you can look back and look at the result and go, yeah, we won. But when you talk about performance and you just think, oh, you know, that 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 game was bad, which brings me back to the whole thing with with Jose going and the, the mood of the club. And, and, and it would seem, obviously, his removal, everyone is slightly happier. Everyone is slightly more buoyant. But the facts are this. The players are playing for the biggest club in the world. They have a responsibility, regardless who the manager is, to go out and and perform for the fans, for each other, for the club. And that has been the main problem that has been clear for everyone to see that has not happened. Doesn't matter who the manager is. The manager could be um, the, the Grim Reaper himself. Doesn't matter. Once you put that shirt on, it actually means something. And it's sad, but I'm not I'm not angry in the sense that I can see I could see where we were going many, many months ago. And I think even with Ole in charge, those two individuals, and I say those two, him and Phelan and Carrick and everyone else, they have their hands around a very difficult situation that one of the best managers in the world found difficult to contain and control and move and shift. So it may take many minds to deal with this thing, but they have let it grow out of control. And uh, there is this talk of player power. There is talk of player profile being bigger than the club. Um, That may be true, but the fans, first and foremost, are for the club. And I know there are, there's the Pogba FC, there's the, the Marshall FC, there's the Mourinho FC. I will be very clear. I've liked Jose when Jose was the Chelsea manager. I liked him when he was the Real Madrid manager. I like him. 
but I love Man United. I can separate the two. Yes. You know, I can definitely, I'm adult enough to be able to make clear lines in my mind as to what I like. Just as I tell other individuals that when players leave, I say thank you and goodbye. But when players are there, I do not put their names on the shirt because I support Manchester United first and foremost. And that's how it works. doesn't work for me in any other way. And there are those out there that want it to be um, a divided and fractured club bait, fan base where, you know, it's about this player and that. that. Listen, just forget it. It makes absolute no sense because when you wear the shirt, it has the United crest on it. Whatever name you have on your back is irrelevant. That's your choice. You know, it's down to you. And I'm not blowing smoke at any player. If you're not doing the job, you need to be on the bench. If you don't like being at the club, put your hands up and say, I want to leave and go. You're not holding your hands. And it comes back to certain players that say they never got on with the manager, that say they, you know, were sidelined and everything else. Uh, if you didn't like being there, you should have put in for a transfer request. Now a new manager's in. If he doesn't pick you, let's not throw a strop. Let's not actually have one of those moments where you do an Instagram post and you're unhappy. You're still being paid over £90,000 a week. I'm sure you'll get you'll you'll get by. It's the fans that are important and the clubs that are important. The players are in between. There's no idol worship. And this is the one thing that me and Frags have always said. Football is the closest thing to a cult. A cult followers where people say one thing and everyone follows. People need to be able to make their own minds up. I'm not telling anyone. I'm not, I will not tell anyone what they need to think. I will give my point of view and I will listen to their point of view. We will disagree or agree. But I've had certain individuals say, why do you still like Jose? And I said, because I'm an, an adult and I can think for myself. Yeah. 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 Don't agree with me. I just said don't agree. <laughs> no, I, but I do agree with you. I, I just, I, I think it's important to be, like, I love Man United, but I can, I don't need to get riled up in the emotionality of it in terms of, going one way, going the other way or whatever. You need to see the big picture. And I do think there is there is a bit of a divide of people who have supported United. You, you know, I, apparently there's a really good um, documentary on the Doherty days where, the, we, where United went to the second division and then came back up. Mm. Um, and and the people that remember those days and all those 80s when Liverpool was winning everything and just we never, you know, we won the occasional FA Cup final. And but we still love Manchester United. I travelled all over the place as a team to watch them, and we didn't win anything. I think one FA Cup final all those years I travelled, you know, and they were dismal games sometimes. And I think there's a big divide between that population base of supporters and the population base that came along with the Fergie era or just after, you know. And they've they've they they've only seen this Manchester United under that those terms, and they don't understand. Manchester United of before and that there's a bigger picture to it and there's a big there's a bigger picture no matter what in life and it just gets so ingrained oh the youth Fergie didn't play youth all the time he had a combination that 99 team what youth was Scott Geeks Skulls and Becks was that that team was horrendous you know you know something what is this 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 thing about youth it's ridiculous Um, don't get me wrong you can have youth in your team. I like it. I like you have young players, but it doesn't guarantee you success. It doesn't always guarantee you success. That generation were a freak generation. They're yeah. a freak group of boys that came around and worked together and understood one another's uh, style of play, their work ethic, everything. So they, they stand above and beyond everyone else in, in football and history because of what they achieved together. If they were separate in different clubs, in different continents, would they have had the same measure of success? Doubt it. Yeah. Paul Scholes have been the Paul Scholes that we know. Do we? You know, would Becks have been the Becks that we know? Would Ryan Giggs have been hailed in the same breath and 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 in the minds of fans as 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 we do now? No one knows. You know, they came through together, and that's what makes that group special because. 
they were together. It wasn't because they were bought by managers and, and uh, put together like a boy band. No, they grew up together. I they mean, they grew up together, and that's that's and that's uh, why they're still all together. Because that's why, yeah. You know, it's like I went out with my school friends, like I told you, my school friends from when I was, you know, ten years old last night, and it was like we've never been apart because, and that would be the same thing. It's and now you're only twenty. Together. Those ten years have hardly. <laughs> I mean, and it and like we were saying last night, we have that strong base, right? We've all gone on and done our different things. I live. In Canada, they still all live around here, uh, but we've all done our own things. But we have that strong base of what we grew up with, and it, it impacted us a lot. And so, it's the same for that class of '92. You know, they all grew up together. They came together at a time when they were very young. They obviously now, to this day, uh, a lot of them still do business together and that stuff. I just, yeah, I, don't. <laughs> I just shake my head because I just. She is shaking her head, people. I just think that, that we need to be realistic. And I think I, I wanted Fergie gone way before he went. I thought that the team was going downhill at that point, that there was starting to be a loss of stuff. And I felt that when when he did go, that there was just no plan and it's just been shake your head all the time from then on because it's just fill in the blanks, fill in the cracks, just dump people in and... That's not a team, is it? And that's why Liverpool and, and Man City and now Arsenal are doing better and Spurs. Yeah, well, you know, the, this is the, the the reality of modern day football. Manchester United uh, have operated in a particular way. It's not about points on 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 the pitch or points gained from the pitch. It's, it's a totally different model. Um, they're they're more of a financial business than the footballing business right now and for football fans like myself and you and others we want the club to be back where it is so that it can um as my brother once says we dined at the top table for quite some time and we became drunk and because of that now we're becoming more sober and uh, the, the the hazy sunshine outside of the nightclub is is dazzling us and we're taking uh, the wrong step here there and everywhere and bumping into lampposts and each other that's what's happening right now. The the, the the good wine is dried up and Manchester United, although they are punching their weight financially in the in in the business world of making money in the footballing world, they're not. Uh, being mid-table isn't the best place. And to be honest, the football that we've witnessed this this season, it tells us that's where they need to be. Man United don't deserve to be any higher than where they are. In fact, they're very fortunate that they are where they are. I agree. You know, and they're fortunate that they have a goalkeeper who has been loyal for quite some time to the club and may look at the fortunes of the club right now with a a, a new manager, or sorry, new caretaker manager coming in and what? think now is the time to, to bail. Because you, you cannot actually say to me in all honesty and anyone who listens to this that a football agent will not be trying to approach the club right now to either negotiate a new deal or get their players out of the club because the club is not stable. You cannot say um, wholeheartedly that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be the face of Manchester United that will bring about stability in every aspect of the club. Someone's agent right now is making manoeuvres and thinking we can get a deal, we can get a pay rise or we can get a move right now yeah. you know and uh, the club doesn't look like it's going to be in the champions league next season in terms of the league position they're fighting for top four whoever i mean they're, they're, they're on a prayer and a wish against psg in the next round of the champions league and if mbappe and uh, neymar roll up and they mean business that the manchester united back four or five or six or seven <laughs> Because you never know, Ole might adopt a Jose style. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Um, just to deal with Neymar alone, you're going to need three players. Um, along for the other three players will be marking Mbappe. It's going to be a very, very difficult game. So I don't, I don't see Manchester United with this current changing manager going out, this current changing caretaker manager coming in, the lack of leadership from the board, the lack of direction, the lack of a clear, a clear long-term plan uh, has been anything but the club in crisis and it being operated uh, on a scratch card mentality 
uh, you know, let's rub it and see if it works and if there's anything underneath. And, and, it, and, and football, as, as emotive as it is, a sport for fans, and there is a lot of emotion, you need to have a long-term footballing approach. For, and, and this is the word I'm going to use, which people are upset, in, in the words of LVG, philosophy, as to, way, as to the way that you want the football club to run. And it's not just about the 13 players that are 14 players that are chosen to play on any given day. It is about everything that the club is about. And right now, the club doesn't have a clue. Doesn't. So it's still in crisis. Despite the new person coming in, I am going to be um, very generous towards Ole as a manager. I'll put no pressure on him as a, as a fan. Uh, to expect anything from him this year or next year if he stays. I won't because it would be unfair uh, to expect anything from him and the team while he's in charge. What I will say is this, if he's not backed, then you'll know that the trend has been there. And if players come in that are not necessarily Manchester United type players, then you know it's nothing to do with him because he is steeped in the Sir Alex Ferguson way of playing football. He knows what um, Sir Alex Ferguson would like, not like as a manager, the type of player that he would want to bring into the club, the type of things that he would not tolerate from players. Um, it will be interesting to see how Ole deals with dancing in the changing room yeah. before a game. You know, that might be really interesting. I don't worry. I want to know what he's going to do about that before a game, let alone the result on the pitch. <laughs> you know, that, that will be something to watch. Put that on Twitter. You know, because I'll be like, okay, so someone tried to do a shimmy shuffle and he slapped him or something like that. That won't, you, you could see that might that might just happen. So um, everyone says that he, he's going to come and bring about a, a feel-good factor to the players and he's going to build them up and make them feel great about themselves. I don't think for one minute those players uh, have any kind of um, confidence issues with the amount of social media that they do. I don't, I don't for one minute believe that they uh, are shy in any way. And I'll, I'll go back to the game um, where Man United drew. I think, I think Lingard scored the goal, tapped it in into the net and ran off to the corner and, and celebrated by doing a little dance. Manchester United players of old, Andy Cole, Dwight York, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer himself, would have gone into the net and picked that ball up and said, we need the three points. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's, that's, that's the difference. So if anyone scores a goal and they run off and try and celebrate, we'll see what kind of reaction he does at the time and what happens after that, because that will be really, really telling for me. Really telling. Oh. It's been, it's just, this conversation has just gone so fast. It has indeed, as yes. usual. As usual, as usual. Um, do you know something? What we, didn't, what we didn't talk about, what we didn't talk about, and I'll, I'll go very, very quickly, um, is the actual result against Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, the 3-1. And going back to that game, going back to that game, mentally and I've I've watched it twice now uh, Solskjaer has a lot of work on his hands a lot of work on his hands with his striker whose touch is terrible his first touch and second touch is terrible uh, the lack of shooting the lack of passing forwards and just around all round play just generally all round the style of play the lack of pace, the lack of physicality, uh, and the lack of heart. Uh, and, and I saw certain players, players, I want to say, want to give up is too too easy in a sense, but just not paying enough attention to the players that were marking. When you watch that Shakiri goal, and you can see Lingard marking him but not marking him, tracking him but not tracking him, then he loses him. He does a one-two, and then he smacks the ball into the back of the net. You kind of think that that was your man. Mm -hmm. that you were marking him and you didn't at any point in time stay close enough for him to disrupt his rhythm uh, so the, the, there, there, is the, there are moments within that game that I thought this is just not good enough 
No, not good enough. lots of moments like that. No, not good enough. No. But but I will say this. I think because my age goes against me, um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I would say that United were never going to go into that game, me as a fan, believing that they could win, honestly. Any United fan actually with their hand on their heart would look at that and say, people will say, oh, you should never say that. Liverpool were the form team. Yes. Liverpool were on top of the league. They were the form team. Man United a mid-table hovering like a ghost along a cold corridor, hovering in that in that mid-table position with no drive, no effort, with a with a goal difference of plus two. Plus two. Pretty sad, really. Yeah. So, you know, I may have been hopeful for a win, uh, but as I'm as I'm a realist. I didn't expect a win. The form team won on the day and Liverpool's pace, Liverpool's midfield, they were just too much and just too quick for Manchester United uh, in the midfield and the final third. And that's the reason why uh, Manchester United lost and Liverpool won. It's that very, very simple. Very simple. So... Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you have your work cut out, my friend. I wish you all the best. But this is a very, very long and dark tunnel and the light is some way off before you reach the end. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. It's, it's really quite disheartening in some ways, I think. Yeah, but but this, Christmas is around the corner, so there is that. Yeah, and but we are Man United, so... They always pull it out somewhere along the way. So. Well, this is this is the thing. Manchester United always come through. At some point in time, they 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 rise above and 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 kick on. Uh, whether they have the tools, and when I say the tools, I mean generally the players in the squad to actually move forward consistently for the rest of the season is another thing. Yeah. I don't believe that the front three strikers, um, Marshall, Rashford and Lukaku, will pose enough of a threat to make a dent in the league in that way. There'll be movement forward, but it won't be consistent. It won't be consistent. Um, well, I say it won't. It might be, but you know, I don't believe it will be. Everything that we've seen so far, and I don't believe that they're going to change their... Um, their level of awareness with each other, their intensity just because someone else has turned up. And and for some, you probably don't even know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, Who's this guy? <laughs> so you that's did what? Funny. You scored a goal? When? When did you score a goal? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is that's so true. And I think you are very right. The, the, these people that are saying, oh, now we have the new manager, it's all going to be different and the player's going to play differently. Yeah, good luck with that. Thanks. Yeah. Sure luck with that that's not going to just happen overnight oh yeah everybody's going to suddenly play <laughs> please yeah of course i mean like seriously you know it's it's it, it you'd be thinking that something's going to happen overnight it's not it's not going to happen overnight no. it's going to take some time I mean, how, how old is rashford now 20 he's 21 no he's more than that now is he 21 he must be more, more than 21 isn't he marshall 21 23 21 marshall's a little bit older Older, older. Yeah, well, they might know him. You know, they might, might not. They might, they might not. Right, we will see. I, Jessica, it's been so good talking to you about this, uh, this scenario. It's been our usual one. We are, we're actually catching up at some point tomorrow for a meal. We're going to go out for a meal in the West End. That's right. Very excited. Yes. Finally, yeah, for a real, the in the written, you know, in the real world. <laughs> just the virtual in the real world we eat food um and when do you go back to canada uh the second the second and you have you got anything other than family uh visits planned is there any you know sites any special trips you got to, special to... see a view rodney to manchester oh of course yes you're going to watch and this is obviously a very very special time to go yeah. the mood will have been lifted Maybe. <laughs> the mood will have been lifted. Just Maybe for the show. Then it'll be back to normal. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Please. 
Could you imagine? Oh, oh no. my word. Whatever you do, don't blame me for the result. No, no. No, no, no. No, I'm sure you'll have I'm a good just, game. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a good game. Oh, I'm just, I don't even care what they do on the pitch, quite honestly. I'm just excited to be going to the Old Trafford, finally oh. after so many years. Yeah, I mean, the guys you're sitting next to, Matt, and he'll be there with his uh, dad and his brother, um, the gentleman that will be sitting in front of you or adjacent to my seat, he, he does get quite emotional. Uh, let's just say he's almost like a found mouth Johnny Vegas. So just, I'm just warning you. That's okay. I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm just, just, I'm just letting you know. Your little mum might have. Yeah, some. your mum might need earplugs. <laughs> I believe your mum will be rolling her eyes and thinking, "What? What did he just say? What? What?" Maybe, I, maybe I'll tell her to take her, her hearing aid out. And this is just at the slightest thing. A, a bad five yard pass could cause at least a five minute rant. <laughs> And, and you will, you kind of look at him and go, oh, right, yeah, right, okay. Sounds good. Sounds like a <laughs> yeah, it, will, it will be. I, I tell you what, he, he's quite comical when the team's really playing poorly because you know that you're going to get some laughter. Yeah, yeah. Because he does literally let rip at, at anything and everything. And there is a... a uh, a, a woman who sits about five rows behind me, you, 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 will, you won't know where she sits exactly, but you will hear her. <laughs> her, voice her voice carries. And it's, it's the, the, there are comedic moments when something is said and it's literally on her, she's on her own and everyone just looks back and starts laughing because it's that funny. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got that to look forward to. Yes, I'm excited. Good, good. Anyway, we will um, draw this to an end. I'll thank you very much for joining me today. You're very welcome. <sighs> Let's hope. Fingers crossed fingers to see what happens. Fingers, fingers, crossed. Fingers, crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's hope. Right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, this is another episode from the On and Off the Pitch podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please send them to at on and off the PIT1 or Rodney underscore Cyrus with a C and hashtag pod question. I actually had someone uh, contact me asking if they could uh, be on the podcast. Nice. Yeah, I did. I said, I actually might do that. Do you think I should? I think I will. We'll talk about that. Definitely. Anyway, you guys out there, thanks for listening. And we'll be back very, very soon. I'm actually going to be recording another pod later on with the one and only Red Devil Weekly. More of Manchester United yeah. soon. More right. United stuff. More United stuff. Oh, gosh. When will it end? And an opinion from a younger dude. So let's see. <laughs> yes. Who wasn't around when Skullshaw scored. He doesn't even know Skullshaw. Um, he probably thinks he's like Luke Skywalker from Star Wars <laughs> or something like that. And he'd be like, who's Luke Skywalker? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Bye for now, everyone. All right. Bye-bye.